Hi, welcome to the Wellness Doctors Podcast with Dr. Lorena and Dr. Vanessa. We are both medical doctors who talk about how to optimize health and well-being so that you can be empowered to make better healthy choices, enrich the lives of people around you and join us in the evolution of healthcare. It's been a while since the last three things. Welcome back. It's great that you can join us. Delighted to welcome back a superstar guest, Dr. Vanessa Wong, my favorite psychiatrist in Hong Kong and pretty much anywhere. Also really thrilled to welcome Dr. Lorena Law, who is a integrative GP, and I'm sure she'll explain a bit about what that means. And I'm Charles Lancaster, host, and really looking forward to an interesting three things. Unlike previously, where we asked one person to share three things, this time we're asking three people to share one thing and that one thing is going to be the one thing that we've learned on the time we've already had on the planet. So I'm now going to throw it over to Lorena. Tell us a little bit about yourself Lorena. So thank you Charles for having me on Great this pleasure. podcast. <laughs> so like you said I'm an integrative GP. I'm very interested in lifestyle medicine so looking at nutrition, movement, stress reduction, sleep, all those types of things and personalizing treatments for my patients. So looking really at who my patient is beyond just what disease and conditions that they have. And just really quick, so the key phrase is GP, but then mm. integrative. So who typically mm. do you consult? Who comes to you? People who have a lot of symptoms that are chronic and they may have tried medication already, but they're not quite symptom-free. So yeah. they may have been managed with drugs, but if they come off it, they tend to relapse or okay. have the same symptoms. Yeah. So. Yeah, pretty much filling that gap where it's to do with a lot of lifestyle choices that we make. Mm. Sometimes we may not have made the right ones and we fall into this sort of vicious cycle. And we actually don't necessarily have this awareness because mm. the consequences aren't always immediate. Sometimes it takes years before we realize that. We should have done it a bit yeah. differently. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, thank you. And Vanessa, welcome back. Thank you. Great to see you. And I said it before, I said it again, my favorite psychiatrist, not that I've consulted a psychiatrist, but if ever I did, definitely I would go straight to you. Just maybe remind our listeners a little bit about you and what you do and what keeps you busy. Thank you. So I'm a psychiatrist, which means I am a medical doctor trained to help people with mental health issues. And conventionally, people think of, oh, psychiatrists, they're going to prescribe Prozac and Valium. Um, I'd like to sign up for that, if that's okay. <laughs> but how Lorena and I met and how we started our Because you guys are good friends, right? We're good friends. Yep. We share a podcast ourselves, The oh, Wellness really? Doctors. What's it called? The Wellness Doctors. How, where can we find it? Anywhere that the okay, <laughs> so Wellness Doctors. Just to show we didn't Spotify, rehearse this at all. Yes. <laughs> and we have a platform online which okay. offers our help to people who yep. want lifestyle medicine or integrative really? approaches okay. to health issues. And it's again, mostly is that for the wellness. Same name? The same name. Uh, that's anantawellbeing.com. How do I spell that? A N A N T A okay. wellbeing.com. And if someone's interested they can go there learn and if needs be consult with you guys as well. Yeah. So it's sort of our separate baby where we have our own medical practice where we do medical stuff okay. but we joined forces because we ended up talking about integrative things all the time anyway yep. and it's just easier if we just record it on a podcast and the patient comes in okay. and says I have problems with sleep I'm like refer to episode 24 yeah okay good <laughs> I have a thyroid wow, problem a refer to episode all 35 right. okay <laughs> I'm thinking I might need episode 38 <laughs> so um, let's get straight to it firstly before we 
jump in. How was your day? What, I'm fascinated. Give me a couple of highlights, Lorena, about your day today. What did you do? Well, actually, interestingly, today is my protected time off. So okay. what that actually means is I don't see patients on this particular Very day. Very sensible. And the reason is because when you're in an integrative area, there's a lot of new things and information that comes out in journals. And it's just absolutely impossible if I'm working, seeing patients at the same time to be able to make sense of all that information. And it is really important because, unfortunately, a lot of the new types of therapies and studies don't really get translated into medical school until 10 years after on average. As long as that. Yeah. So that means that if I'm in the space... I 17, actually. Yeah, it could what? be. Yeah. 17 So you mean years. a good idea might take 17 years? From bench to table is Is there no way we years. can speed that up? That seems ridiculous. It's just a lot of bureaucracy and getting approvals and double-blind, randomized, conceivable virtual trials. And then and you have to get stuff. societies to agree on a standard guideline and a statement. And so it, it's just I a mean, lot like, of... Is it like a place <laughs> that we can... Is it like a little, I don't know, incubator website that we should start where people can say, I, I want to learn about this and this is the beginning of a study? Is there anything like that? There are. And I think people can look into the studies, but it requires someone who can do a little bit of critical thinking and yep. be reasonably familiar with statistics to analyze those papers. And if you look at a topic where there are, say, 100 papers published on it, it generally falls along a, a normal distribution. Mm. So there'll be outliers where one party completely disagrees with the yep. other party, and then there'll be a bunch of people in between. So protected day. <laughs> protected I day. I think that language is really interesting because it actually, because, you know, we often try to save time, but then it's quite porous. But outside of your protected day, what was the last, obviously we won't name any names, but mm. what was the most interesting case that you thought you were dealing with and what was the takeaway from that experience? Actually, what was really interesting and what energizes me in doing this is having patients come in and say the kind of changes that they've made themselves. Really? Okay. Yeah. So what does that look like? What does that sound like? Uh, it's it's actually a process. So I have patients that I've been seeing for a very long time, years, and they always say, oh, I want to lose weight or I want to get fitter. But actually, the reality is that transformations like that don't occur just overnight. And I had this really inspired conversation with a patient of mine because she had worked on herself to lose weight for probably three or four years wow. and back okay. and forth. And so she would come to see me every year just to check on her health. And I would have a conversation around not necessarily telling her what to do, but saying, how are you going? How is this change mm -hmm. that you're making? Just you know, a little bit more coaching rather than sort of being the doctor. The question that everyone listening to this conversation is going to be asking is how does she do it? What did she do? Small changes. Can you give us some examples of small changes? She tidied her house. Does that help with losing weight? It did for her. Wow. It gave her clarity. It okay. gave her a sense of routine and structure. So she was then able to move forwards into looking at what foods she needed what help she needed and to start planning her her change That's, you would because you would not connect <laughs> i mean vanessa what do you think but you wouldn't necessarily connect a tidy house with it but maybe tidy house tidy brain mm -hmm. correct correct yep. i mean i mean the clutter in your mind is almost reflected in your surroundings so basically if your house is a mess there's a pretty high chance your brain will follow is that too simplistic I think it's bi-directional. Okay. I think the house got messy for whatever reason in right. the first place. But if you're spending a lot of extra energy trying to find things or mm. remembering the system and how it works, you're spending limited brain capacity. And we only have got it. 
a quota every day. Okay. So <laughs> mm. if you only can make 250 decisions a day, I think that's a number somebody quoted at some point. I mean, why did you wear a pink shirt? Mm. I mean, at some level, you made a decision. It's a fair point, actually. So if you save a lot of that energy to make bigger decisions in life, then you're making more significant changes. Because I think I heard that Einstein and Zuckerberg, Facebook Zuckerberg, they still and did wear exactly the same items of clothing. In other words, they consciously take one decision that requires all of us to think. In other words, that's one decision we don't need to make. They wear the same thing every yeah. day. I bet they drink the same thing every day as well. The, the, the so foods are pretty is, routine. Okay, yeah. so all that stuff is just kind of incidental, giving the brain more room to think about other stuff. Correct. Okay. So the three of us here, before we get into anything, I have to ask about James Bond. And I know this is a bit random. This, this three things, by the way, is very unscripted and we're all having a glass of bubbly. So what do we think? I'm not super emotive about the changes that has come about okay. from James Bond. I can see the argument that it should be kept traditional, pure, and going along with the line that he has to be a... Uh, by the way, we should point out, spoiler alerts, okay? So. Yes, spoiler alerts. <laughs> he has to be a specific gender or ethnicity and okay. look a certain but way. But the, the movie you saw, what did you think? It was a bit long. Okay. If you had to give it a number out of 10, where 10 is spectacular and one is would run out of the cinema, what number would you give it? Well, I think it depends on expectation. If you're just there for a bit of visuals, a bit of drama, a bit of entertainment, I yep. think it's great. Okay. Yeah. Can you give it a number? Oh, probably an eight, eight and a half. Okay, that's pretty good. I pretty much the same, you know. Yeah. I, I really like the traditional James Bond with a fancy car and okay. suit. There was plenty of that. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I'm interested in how it's developed over the years and how same. it's trying to be sort of more in line with the changes in our culture. Okay. I thought they did a really good job of yeah. that, actually. <laughs> I mean, the, the nuances were great, but again, spoiler alert. So the number, Lorena? Uh, I'd say nine for me. Okay, yeah. good. I actually would give it a 15. I thought it was pretty <laughs> good, actually. But anyway, we're here to talk about the one thing we've all learned over the years. And I'm going to start with Lorena. So, you know, you have a really interesting job. How long have you been practicing, may I ask? Oh, I'd be divulging my age. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's say close let's say to 20 than, years. More than five years, right? <laughs> more okay. Than five years, um, yeah. So, what is the one thing you've learned about being on planet Earth that you think is of value to you and maybe to others? Well, the biggest value for me is actually realizing that I need to be the change that I want to see in the world. I stole that from somebody else, but... That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> what does that mean? So what it means for me is actually looking back into our own selves and doing inner work and looking right. at how we're mirroring our life and how we're perceiving things around us actually is a mirror of how we are perceiving ourselves too. So it goes beyond trying to change other people. It actually means that if we want to see change in other people or environments, we've also got to see what we can do to change ourselves first. And I think that... I don't want to say Michael Jackson, yeah. oh. but, you know, <laughs> yeah. the person... I probably stole it from him The anyway. person in the mirror, because I'm going to say person. Yeah. But, I mean, is it a little bit like that? Yeah, it is. Because um, I, I really like it, actually. Yeah, yeah, Vanessa, it is. Vanessa, what do you think? Is that a... Yeah, I think so. And I've, I've seen Lorena walk the walk. Yeah, and, and what does that mean? She would quietly get on with making those changes herself. Yeah. And you can see people around you changing to adapt to it. So it's a little bit like family dynamics. Okay. So we always teach in family dynamics that you can't change the other person. But if you start making those changes, mm. the other person will have to respond to you differently. 
Okay. Well, let's pop back to Lorena. So tell me how you apply that point to your daily life and maybe to the advice you give to patients. Do you call them patients or clients? So if they're seeing me at the clinic, I'll call them patients. Yeah. You know, it makes me laugh. You know, why are they called patients? <laughs> Seriously. Is it because they have to wait? Okay. <laughs> no, it's always made that. me laugh. I mean, it does actually make me laugh that, you know. I, have, I, I, I keep very I have good cl- time. No, but yeah. I, have, I have clients and love them all. But you're going to be patient because you're going to be waiting for the doctor. Is that, is that the thing? But do you actually, has anyone actually gone into why they're called patients? I'm sure Wiki does. Yeah? Is that what you're doing right now? Yes. All right. Well, whilst we've lost one of our guests. Yes. So the word tell us, please. patient comes patient. from patient comes from the Latin. Patient. And I don't speak Latin, but patiens from patio, which is to suffer or bear. So the patient in this language is passive, bearing whatever suffering is necessary and tolerating patiently the interventions of the outside expert. Which sounds to me like you're sitting in the doctor's office waiting to be seen, right? So is that fair enough? Or, or the dentist chair. Or the dentist the chair or the psychiatrist. Uh, However, yeah. the, the word doctor, the origin comes from the Latin word for teacher, which is to teach. So maybe there is some discrepancy because okay. we're not here to direct people. We're here to help them, heal them, teach them, and they do the work themselves. But just as long as they're patient. As long as they're patient. Okay, I still think that's very funny. <laughs> Thank you very much for telling certainly something I didn't know. Tell me again, so how do you translate that wonderful thing that you believe in or that you've learned? I think it started basically in my mid-twenties. <laughs> it's actually not so much with my medical career. It was actually more my interaction with my own parents. Okay. And realising actually that... This could be a long show, it, it, by the yes, way. <laughs> but, no, I won't <laughs> go time, deeply right? into that. The, the summary, <laughs> The summary of it was that... This could be a 24-hour podcast, I <laughs> I ended up with a much better relationship with my parents because I decided to take ownership. Okay. I have to ask a question again <laughs> that everyone is going to be... How did you do that? What did you change? Um, what did you do to achieve that? Actually, I had a really honest conversation that was very scary and frightening. Okay. So I Can had you to be share brave. a little bit about that? It, if you wish, it's up to you. So, so being Asian, you know, have a tiger mom who okay. basically wants to plan everything for your life. And one day I just realized it was because maybe she didn't feel confident that I could take ownership. And so I sat her down and I said, look, from now on, Every decision I make and the consequences that come with it, I will bear responsibility. Wow. Did she take it well? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was silence. So yeah. For about, what, five years oh. or not? So. <laughs> you know the Asian culture well. I, I, I've lived in Hong Kong for a while. <laughs> that was the first time that uh, she didn't really have much to say. But I think she okay. really appreciated that. That's very bold. And since then, I think it's been more of an equal relationship. Yeah. And that's been really eye-opening for me and realizing that we can have an adult to adult conversation and what was the trigger that made you have that conversation I think I was going through a period of my life where I was a bit lost because I didn't really go into medicine thinking I would just be treating symptoms I thought Mm. I was going to prevent illness which is it's a bit nuanced and I wasn't sure whether doing medicine was something I was going to continue doing so I was asking myself a lot of questions you know what's my philosophy what do I find valuable? What are my gifts? What are my skill sets? And I was still searching at that time. I was going to say, have you figured it out? Are you still <laughs> yeah, work in progress? I think it's a working progress. I think yeah. I'm slowly discovering what my strengths are and developing those things. But that was a fork in yeah. my career in my life because I had an option of leaving medicine altogether and studying really? something else. Wow. What would you have done? If it wasn't medicine, what would it have been? 
you know what, even when I was in medical school, I have a background in fitness training. So I actually <laughs> worked part-time as a group fitness instructor. <laughs> Sounds good. Not that I was going to leave that to become that career because I discovered very quickly that's not necessarily my calling. All right. I explored fashion design. I explored makeup artistry. So all the artistic kind of fields. And I thought maybe I'll do something artistic. I stayed in, in medicine, but I discovered that in medicine, we also have cosmetic dermatology. So yep. I kind of got well, into that space. we could all space. use with more of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's very creative <laughs> with hormones. Me, you know. Very creative with hormones and peptides. And really? <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's a whole nother hour. The, the so, whole inside-out transformation. That's, yeah. that's a great question. I'm going to throw it to Vanessa <laughs> now, Dr. Vanessa. So if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would your second and third choice have been as a career? So this is where our personalities slightly differ and where we work well as a team. She's very good at being creative and networking and I'm very good at just honing in on one task and getting it done. Okay. <laughs> so, you mean laser guided Laser missile, right? guided. Is that suggesting missile? you're not a laser guided missile? I can be. Okay, I think. that's good. As as and be. sometimes it is my strength and sometimes it's my weakness. Yeah. So I can get a bit blinkered and, okay. and miss the bigger picture. But what would you have been if you weren't doing what you're doing now? What was your second and third choice of being? If you close, taken the other road? I was going to be a baker. Really? I wanted to go to Germany and learn how to make Laugenbrezer. Okay. And uh, at the time, Someone you know, has they were to talking 20 years ago, there okay. weren't that many sort of artistic, you know, artisanal breads and all this. Okay. And even now, you know, there isn't so much German bread. That's a hell of a, a business of, idea. It's a lot of French <laughs> bakeries around, but not sort of German, you know, good rustic. I'm, I'm going to take your word for that. But yeah. I'm pretty sure in this town, you could mm -hmm. set up a sideline tomorrow. Yeah, but then after that. COVID, everybody's become a baker. So That's true, actually. <laughs> yeah. So That's baking to one side, so anything else, what other careers did you think about? Or was it always bakery? Uh, before and medicine, I wanted to be a vet. And then really? I realized as I grew up, it, yeah. you probably put down more animals than you saved. And I couldn't do that. So bakery, <laughs> vetting. And I think and now, I, I still love cooking, I love food. What's so, the best thing you can cook? Uh, lots of good things. Beef, what's beef one, Wellington. What's the one thing you do brilliantly? Beef, beef Wellington. Wellington. Yeah. And what do you yeah. put on top? Is it the mushrooms and all that stuff with the flaky pastry? Yep. I mean, the, there is the nothing works. like it. There's yeah. nothing like it. Spaghetti. The Gordon Ramsay recipe is really good That's to follow. Good. Yeah. In my case, spaghetti alla vongole Ooh, is the house specialty. Mm. Lorena, mm. What's, uh, what's yours? Sorry to throw Brownie. it Brownie. Oh, okay. Well, yep. so we've got the first course. All kinds. We've got the main course. Brownie. We've got the dessert. Right? <laughs> Anyone would think yes. we'd actually rehearse this. Okay. Yeah. I'm very conscious of the time. This is a lot of fun, but we always try to keep it about 30 minutes. So, Dr. Vanessa. Yes. I know you've given an awful lot of thought, ha-ha, to this question. But if you were to sort of say to yourself, the one thing that I've learned... Uh, the reason I'm joking, by the way, is Vanessa only figured this out when we we're in the podcast. About 10 minutes ago, And yes. so despite tons of pre-prep emails, none of which had been read, what's the one thing you've learned about life? So the epiphany came to me 10 minutes ago. Okay, that good. Excellent. Life can be very simple. Okay. Don't can complicate Can you say that again? Things. Life is just meant to be simple. Make it simple. Don't Make complicate. it simple. Most Don't people would think that is too simple. Tell me why you think that's a thing. Well, I think a lot of people who would come to see a counsellor or a mental health professional is because they have a problem they can't solve, whether it's an external problem, an internal struggle, mm. but it sounds very complicated to their head at that time because they're okay. confused, they don't know what to do. 
Um, and once your mindset gets stuck, it just goes round and round in circle and people start so, going down rabbit holes. Looking at the people you meet professionally, it sounds too good to be true, right? We'd all like our life to be simple, but what can people do to achieve that goal? What can they stop doing and what should they start doing? So a lot of people would come and sometimes you as the outsider can see the answer very quickly, but it's not our role to tell them what to do. It's to guide them to find their answers. So they need to figure out by themselves, basically. Yes, you're paying yeah. us to find your own answers okay. is, is essentially how it works. And I think what some people end up being stuck, where they are stuck is because they have a narrative. So they have obviously rules that they live by. They yeah. have certain ways of thinking about things. And sometimes it could be helpful to have structure, but sometimes yeah. it can be limiting. So a lot of people can be limited by certain narratives. For example, well, I must be a good husband or a wife, mm. therefore I can't go for a divorce when the relationship isn't working. Or I have That's invested so much in right. my job and I'm gonna make the next promotion. I can't give up now, even though they absolutely hate the job. This is where simplicity comes in, which is make the right decision for you, not necessarily looking at the railway track of a career or relationship, but be bold to be, be simple. Be bold and you know, sometimes life is about risk mm. and you don't necessarily get foresight into the consequences of your decision. Sometimes I do this mental exercise. If I say, well, at the end of a certain number of years or on your deathbed, what did you regret? Did you regret not working that extra job? Did you regret not doing X and Y? Did you regret not going to a particular event like your daughter's wedding because I mean obviously you would not do that right but, but there's a lot of things we miss right yeah so and if the answer is well I would almost like to say that most people wouldn't regret not working mm. an extra day mm. Lorena do you agree with that I do I do by the um, way am I hearing a farting chair oh we're going to do the farting chairs, which is a, we're a guest appearance by the farting. Do you guys want to try it? Mine's, yes. mine's not doing it. There it is. Farting. <laughs> there we go. All right. For those that didn't listen to the earlier podcast. Listen. Do something for shits and giggles. It's deja vu all over again. <laughs> but that's really interesting. So I think mm. sort of, you know, keep it simple. And I think it's easy to say and very hard to do, but at mm. least strive for it. Yeah. And life is complicated enough. So take some of the complexity out if you possibly can. Yeah, Marie you know? Kondo your life and declutter. I'm going to now do something that terrifies me. And I have two unbelievably talented individuals in front of me. And what I like about your examples is they are actually quite simple. And you can only have something that's simple once you've seen quite a lot. In other words, you can filter it all out. So mine is, it's what I personally believe, people will do what they want to do. And the example I would give is losing weight, changing lifestyle, making a difference in their life until there is that light switch. An example being if someone's to lose weight, it's often a photograph of themselves. And I saw this with a friend of mine who's lost something like 30, 40 pounds, maybe even more. And I genuinely did not recognize the guy from his earlier photograph. And there was a switch and he wanted to do that. You hear the same stories about successful business people or people in entertainment. They go to 300 auditions and they hear no 300 times. But there's something about that individual. And I'm very curious just to throw it out there. Does my theory about my thing have any validity in, in your world? 
I think what you're saying is, even though someone knows certain information, it doesn't necessarily drive behavior change. Exactly. I also say to my patients, if you want something bad enough, you can mm. do really hard things to get it. You would jump over mountains and climb trees and you know, fight off sharks and crocodiles mm. <laughs> to get to where you want it. But if yeah. you didn't want it bad enough, then the amount of effort you put into it That's exactly is, right. you know, comparable. Mm. And we see it all the time. And the takeaway is it's people who are brought up with very little often aspire to having a lot. And people who are brought up in quite a comfortable lifestyle often don't have that sort of mm. hunger. Lorena, what, what do you think about that? Is that a, does that resonate? I think it depends. What the people you see? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it depends because I do see people who have been given a lot and they do give a lot. I do see the generosity in those people and mm. the, the people for some reason, perhaps they've inherited or they've brought wisdom into this life. But uh, at the same time, I also agree that it has to be coming from that person. Mm. I think when I see patients who need to make that change, it's difficult. It's really all about finding that switch for them. So when you find that switch and it resonates with them, it's really an emotional attachment mm. to that, that goal and the steps in between. Amazingly enough, we're almost at the end of the show. I can't quite believe it. For the people listening to this, we're looking at 2022, right? We're done with COVID. Well, done, in inverted commas. We're still crazy travel restrictions <laughs> in Hong Kong. What is one idea, and Lorena, I'd like to start with you. What is one idea, it doesn't have to be advice, maybe it's a thought, maybe it's a concept, but what is one idea you would like to share for 2022? What would that idea be? What would it sound like? I think it would be to ask ourselves what kind of a world we'd like to leave for the next generation. Okay. I think individually is to be grateful um, for every single moment of each day. Okay. Find three things that you're grateful for every single day. Okay. And tell someone. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll do that. Vanessa, has she pinched your idea? The one thing, <laughs> the one thing for 22. I think with COVID, a lot of people may feel they've lost 2020, 2021. I mean, sometimes I feel when I'm writing a date on a, a, a diary or something, I get mixed up because I still get confused if it's 2020 or 21. Our, our producers agreeing completely Correct. with that and, comment. And it's like, well, when was the last time I saw so-and-so, you know, visited family? It's like, was it last year? Was it the year before? Yeah. It's a blur. It's right? been a blur for yeah. two years. And I don't want 2022 to be like that. I want mm. 2022 for everybody to be memorable. Do something. If you've been holding back, don't. Go for it yeah. and make changes. Make 2022 your best year yet. I'm very adjacent to that. I would say don't take anything for granted. I think the one thing that I've taken away from the last 24 months is never take anything for granted. We live in quite a fragile world. We've seen just you know how quickly what we know to be normal, quote unquote normal, can be turned upside down. And life as we know it, which sounds like an episode of Star Trek, can change fundamentally. But I want to say thank you, honestly. And I, I just want to wrap it up. I'd like to thank so much Dr. Vanessa Wong and Dr. Lorena Law. You guys have been great. And also our wonderful producer who is sitting here next to me, Carolyn. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome back anytime. And it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you very much, Vanessa and Lorena. That was a lot of fun. And also thank you to Carolyn Wright, our wonderful producer, as always. So looking forward, 
Our next guest is a absolutely fascinating, successful and really connected individual. Her name is Anna Whitlam. Anna is one of the top recruiters in Asia Pacific and frankly globally and she'll be talking to us next time about what employers are looking for in talent, how to best present and position yourself for the career that you're looking for and really all the things that she's learned along the way. Anna will share what is currently on employers' minds when it comes to hiring talent and also what talent should be doing to attract and engage the best employers out there. I'm really looking forward to this talk. I have so much respect for Anna. She's a wonderful person. She's absolutely brilliant. And anyone listening to this podcast, this Three Things podcast, will learn an awful lot about how to hire talent if you're on the employer side and how to secure employment if you're on the talent side. As always, from all of us at Three Things, thank you. We know you have a choice. We really appreciate you listening to us. And if you have any questions, always drop us a line. Hello at threethings.asia. From me, Charles Lancaster, thank you. Have a great day. See you soon. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and is not intended to treat or diagnose any medical condition. This podcast and its producers disclaim any responsibility for adverse effects that result from the use of this information. Opinions of guests are their own and are not endorsed by this podcast. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions. We do not make any representation or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Both producers and guests may have direct or indirect interest in the products and services mentioned. If you think you have a medical condition, please consult a licensed physician. You can find us at anantawellbeing.com and follow us at anantawellbeing on Facebook and Instagram. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review to help other like-minded people find us.